when they arrive, they'll make their way to the Victoria Concert Hall and Theatre and search for Alan Wu. Alan Wu? Host of The Amazing Race Asia. Ready, set, go! Welcome to the second wonderful episode of Yachty Number, the Amazing Race Asia podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who knows if he does some, something stupid, he'll be judged by everyone on the podcast, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. I thought I was going to be referred to as the biggest satisfaction yet. Um, I'm not sure you've reached that level after 120-odd podcasts with me of uh, becoming the biggest satisfaction yet. <laughs> We just have to do about 475 more until we uh, tie the Simpsons. 123 we've done together. Oh, we will have. Wow. This is our 123rd. And it's another wonderful recap episode. And a much better performance by Amazing Race Asia. Yeah, I don't feel like wanting to throat punch the producers after watching this episode in contrast to last week. Maybe this is the podcast we send to Wu and say, we're not bitchy about you that much, we still love you. We still love Wu. We still, yes, we still love Wu. So previously, 11 teams set off from Jakarta on a race around Indonesia and to a lesser extent the rest of Southeast Asia. In a start line twist, teams race to find one of 10 compasses pointing to 210 degrees to avoid instant elimination. Vietnamese lesbians, Lisa and Nicole, couldn't point themselves in the right direction, and they were the first team eliminated from the race. The remaining 10 teams faced a choice between Fix and Freight, both of which frustrated them. An Ondal-Ondal-themed active route info. You know you know those when you say words so many times that it just sounds weird automatically? I had that with Ondal-Ondal last week. Because when I was editing it's, it, it was just like, Ondal-Ondal-Ondal-Ondal. It sounds like a Pokemon, doesn't it? It does, it just sounded really weird. Like, I'm going to be playing Pokemon Go on their next update, and I'll be like, let's see, Primate, Butterfree, Pikachu... Mankey, Sandshrew, oh, an Undolundal. There should be a puppet Pokemon, just so I can call it Undolundal. There probably is. There's over 700 Pokemon now. 800 if you uh, include Sun and Moon. Oh, God, right. 800. 800 Pokemon. There's an ice cream Pokemon. A sword Pokemon. Thanks to the demo, we've uh, actually found out how many Pokemon and which Pokemon are in the Pokedex. Yeah, they spoiled it for us. For some reason, they thought people weren't going to data mine it. But they did. Anyway, an Ondolondol-themed activity info saw Brandon and Alpheus jump to the front of the pack while Ray and Kaiji were stuck uh, in traffic thanks to a terrible driver and the fact that Jakarta is just the city of traffic. Uh, Brandon and Alpheus won the leg and a trip to Bali thanks to the NPC who snuck back into the bushes afterwards, but the race came to an end for Ray and Kaiji as they were the second team eliminated. Nine teams remain. Wu will be eliminated next. I wouldn't put it past Wu to do puns like that by the end of the season. Especially when he has his big comeback this week with the detour. 
when he's like, teams who have neither will be shot out of luck. And he doesn't have the human anchor that is Tara Basra weighing him down next week, because they're going international finally. Is she under house arrest? She can't leave Indonesia legally. Wow. Wonder That's like the who, that woman, that human rights leader from Myanmar. She's been under house arrest forever, I believe. Aung San Suu Kyi. Yes, her. Bet you didn't expect me to know that one. <laughs> that woman that Tom Cruise talks about a lot. So yeah, so Tara Basra is the Aung San Suu Kyi of Amazing Race Asia. She is the Indonesian Aung San Suu Kyi. <laughs> the wonderful Indonesian Aung San Suu Kyi. This is going to turn into Andal um, Andal again in terms of me getting PTSD whenever I hear Aung San Suu Kyi. <laughs> and once teams depart, they have to use an app to get a car and head to Taman Mini Indonesia Inda, uh, where they will find their next clue. And after being spoiled so much by Amazing Race Canada, it doesn't lo- look like we're getting start times. Mwah. Mwah. And this is where I'm going to go into the usual rant. Guys, it takes nothing out of the episode to just put in the lower third what time teams leave, so we can see how much of an advantage each team had on each other. Maybe they didn't do it just because of the equaliser. But still, we want to know how well far teams were apart at the end of the first leg. I know it might have looked a bit cramped with the hashtags also being there, but come on, please. Just take out the damn hashtags then. Exactly, the hashtags are so egregious anyway. Tara Treslu. Come on, that's that's a really good hashtag. Uh, and it is an hours of operation, which is six in the morning, and each team gets a speech, but you know, I didn't care about anyone but Yvonne and Chloe, who said that they know that if they do something stupid, they will be judged as beauty queens. On this podcast, we just judge people who do stupid things for being stupid. No prejudice. We were never prejudiced against anyone. Apart from JK and Mike, who suck. Yeah, they're gonna. That, this is going to be a... It's, apparently anybody who's named Mike or Michael uh, is not a big fan of JK by the end of this episode. And once teams get into uh, Taman Mini Indonesia Inda... They have an active route info, which is to take a motorbike and spot arrows pointing to seven letters around the park, which spell out their next location of Bandung. Not just any bike, Michael. It's grab bikes as a part of the uh, grab uh, Southeast Asian uh, transportation company. The grab bikes are just a new innovation to solve all of our transportation solutions. To solve all of the solutions. It's yeah. It solves all it solves all of our solutions and all of our and it solutions all of our problems. That does sound like it. I like the fact that Wu got to get involved with just driving the motorbike. Yeah, well, yeah, he got he was the only person who got to drive it that wasn't some pre-approved driver. Because all the other teams they just had to ride on the back of the driver and but Wu, he gets he gets to override that, so to speak, and yeah, he gets to take control and However, Tower doesn't get to uh, ride her own bike, though. No, she has to ride shotgun with Wu. Yes. But at least they were wearing helmets. Helmets without uh, helmet cams, like we're usually accustomed to in reality television. Exactly. There should have been a GoPro stuck on Tara Basra's helmet. Yeah. <laughs> the Tara cam. 
Maybe that's what what online exclusive we should have. We should have the Tara cam. Well, there's already that Tar- Tara's point of view and uh, Alan's point of view as weekly uh, webisodes. Well, Alan's point of view is just what puns can I make and how can I be even more awesome? And how wrong can my predictions be? Because both Tara and Alan said in their first week video that Brandon and Alpheus were the team to watch out for and they expected them to win this leg. They were the team to watch out for, just for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and now they've switched their prediction for the upcoming episode to include three teams that they think will do well. So they've expanded it from one team to three, just so they don't look uh, foolish again. Woolish. Foolish. Uh, and I was a bit worried for my preseason pick of Louisa and Treasury, as they didn't do very well at this task and got rejected twice, because they did not understand it. Yeah, the arrows above the letters. People just saw it, you just need to memorize the whole word. And even worse, JK and Mike ended up leaving first. And they helped Louise and Treasury, if I'm not mistaken. They did it, seven letters. It's all just Zs. Z, 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 Z. I mean, they can just go through all the combinations with the seven letters, and eventually they'll get it right. Uh, and teams must now take their car to Chickalay National Park and search for their next clue. And it's like three hours away. Yes, yes it is. And they get to do so with another solution to all of their solving problems by getting to ride on a grab bike or a grab car using the Grab app. Logan, they're not sponsoring us. You don't need to keep saying the brand name. <laughs> There's a lot of grabbing. There's more grabbing than 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 a Donald Trump uh, bus ride. See, that's the sort of joke that when I'm editing it, you're going to go, can we take out the Donald Trump joke? No, we're not taking that joke out. But it was predictable enough for me to guess that you were probably about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Donald Trump is the sort of person that Grab want to be associated with. <laughs> yeah. At least the uh, at least Grab's logo is uh, green and white as opposed to orange and orange and white. So Brandon and Alpheus leave in second, with Tom and Anita in third, and Perul and Maggie in fourth, Vicky and Rachel in fifth, and Eric and Rona in sixth. And Alex and Will completely get the wrong idea for the task. Alex and Will, they're just... Do they un- have they understood any of the tasks since the start of the season? They're a complete mess. I don't think they're going to get go that far. It's very Joey Fitness and Danny from season 20, in terms of just... They're, they got all the muscle, but not the best in terms of judgment and and skill level. I cynically picked them as winners preseason just because, you know, you've always got to go for alpha males. But they are a mess, and actually I kind of like them more as a mess than I do as sort of muscle bros. Yeah, otherwise they'd be very bland. It's very fun to see teams that just screw up over and over again in the most amusing of ways. I have absolutely no hope of ever being able to tell them apart, but... No, I'm like, Alex or Will is doing this roadblock? This sounds like a question for the Tar Wikia. They are a year apart, I think, and they look like twins. I have no chance of telling them apart, ever. We, We sound mildly racist when we say that we can't tell the Asian team apart. They're all Asian teams, though. Yeah. But like the but like the sibling Asian team, it's like oh we don't know it's either Alex or Will we we uh, 
they both they both look the same to me and it's and that's because both of us don't have a drop of asian blood in us so we're just going to be hopeless with this and we're just going to come off unintentionally offensive it's like louisa and treasury i can tell them apart already but i have zero hope of being able to tell alex and will apart for a long time unless they get to like final four at which point i probably will be able to work out who's who they just need to wear their names on their shirt. Then I'll still have a 50-50 shot at it. Instead of wearing their country's flags on their shirt like Brandon and Alpheus still. Yeah. What is the point? Uh, so, Louisa and Treasury end up leaving in 7th, with Yvonne and Chloe in 8th, and Alex and Will in very, 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 very last. They must have been, what, did they say like two hours behind or something like that? Yeah. They were very lucky that there was a long car journey in the middle. With lots of Indonesian traffic. That's one thing we've learned about wonderful Indonesia, is its wonderful traffic jams. And once teams get to Chikale National Park, it is a detour, which is basket bikes or Bandung Biathlon. And in basket bikes, teams must ride a mountain bike down a five-kilometer course, carrying 24 eggs safely. And once they transport two dozen unbroken eggs, they receive their next clue. And Bandung Biathlon requires teams to manoeuvre themselves along a course using tandem land skis, stopping at two targets where they must each launch a projectile into the baskets using a traditional weapon, and once they complete the course, they receive an next clue. The biathlon task was fairly original. It's one of my favourite tasks in a while. This is the point where I thought, hmm, maybe Amazing Race Asia know what they're doing still. Yeah, I would agree with that, with, the t- with having the tandem ski followed by the that uh, funny bamboo gun. I'm thinking, okay, Mason, Mason Race Asia still has some life left in it. It's not going to be a complete bizarre mess like it was the first episode. Which detail would you have chosen? I keep forgetting to ask this question. Which detail would you have chosen? Uh, well, seeing as how I'm just starting to learn how to ride a bike at the age of 25, I would go with the biathlon task. And even though I am a frequent cyclist, I would have also gone the biathlon task, because riding a bike down rocky roads is very scary anyway, because I'm a road cyclist. Riding it while trying not to knacker eggs is even harder. Because that seemed like an impossible task. And I mean, even on a road bike, which is a lot quicker than the fat, tired mountain bikes that they were riding, it'd probably take me about 20 minutes to do a 5km course. So that is a long time if you break too many eggs. Yeah. The good news is, though, is that if you break a few eggs, then you can make an omelette to feed yourself during this leg. And I suppose the tactic on basket bikes would be to load up as many eggs as is physically possible, so that you've got a hope of getting 24. Although Vicky and Rachel disagreed over that strategy. That's the only strategy, because if you only take 25 eggs as Vicky and Rachel wanted to, you only have one spare before you have to then do... 20 minutes in one direction, then get a fail, 20 minutes back, and then 20 minutes back again. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if they stack like 50 eggs onto the basket and like just 20 of them fall off right away? Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't play the strategy correctly on basket bikes, you're sort of handicapping yourself for 40, 45 minutes. And that's not what you want to be doing on a detour where everyone is sort of close together. Yeah, this is this happened two legs in a row where, where all the teams... Uh, there didn't seem to be much of a gap between them, by the end of the leg, that is. And JK and Mike lose their original lead because they struggled to find the clue box, 
and then Louisa and Treasury end up accidentally switching to biathlon because they can't find bikes, which is probably for the best for them. Especially with the tumble that they take. Did you see that tumble? <laughs> they were not prepared for that. They were not prepared. <laughs> and biathlon requires teams to be really, really in sync, otherwise you just collapse on a railing like Alex and Will. Yeah, you gotta have your whole Chris Kirkpatrick, JC, Chavez uh, combination going on, or you're just gonna tumble. And Tom and Anita end up leaving the first target in first place. Brendan and Alpheus are the first to deliver the eggs, and they leave Bike in first. And teams must now head to the Sayata tea plantation, which is apparently a massive landmark in Bandung, and search for their next clue. I like how Brandon and Alpheus were in the grab vehicle and thinking, I wonder what we're going to do at the tea plantation. Oh, I bet she's going to have to do something with tea. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) I mean, they are just the successors to Hunter Ben in terms of being Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) And that joke will mean nothing to you unless you watch Hunted. Yeah, I really got to get around to watching Hunted. This year is even better than last year. Last year was good, this year is great. Okay, I'll just watch the second season first then. I mean, some some hints I can give you. Water skiing, canals, decoys, beer, um, a church that looks suspiciously like the sort that Grant Bowler would stand in front of in a Mole Australia uh, opening. <laughs> and many, many more. <laughs> I'm trying not to spoil too much. But it, it's just been absolutely nuts this year. It's my favourite show of the year by far. Amazing Race Asia's feelings are hurt, Michael. I'm sorry, Wu, but, you know, if you can provide me with some water skiing in the middle of an episode randomly, you might win my love back. But Hunted is the lofty, lofty bar that you have to achieve now. <laughs> you know what I love about the detours? Yvonne and Chloe trying to figure out the bamboo gun. They were really stumped over it. This was their breakout episode, really. They were great. Yeah, especially with... Uh, them eventually winning this leg going from last to first. It's a huge transformation for them that nobody really saw coming. And why did Vicky and Rachel choose the bikes if Rachel can't really ride a bike? I know, I was thinking this. Maybe they thought, hmm, we know what the land skis are, so we're not going to do that because we are definitely not in sync. But I don't understand why you would willingly go for basket bikes when, even on paper, it is a rock-hard task. If you know you're going to be transporting something fragile, you probably avoid that task. It's another detour rule. Yeah. With Rachel, she seemed a lot more relaxed during the roadblock. <laughs> I think she enjoyed that a lot more than this detour. Oh, she, she was like putting like sunblock on her at the roadblock and just lounging back. Uh, so Tom and Anita leave Biathlon in second, with Vicky and Rachel leaving Bikes in third. Uh, Louisa and Treasury take an almighty tumble. Why did you not stop me? Uh, Yvonne and Chloe leave Biathlon in 4th. Louisa and Treasure leave Biathlon in 5th. Pearl and Maggie leave Bikes in 6th, with Erica and Rona leaving Biathlon in 7th. JK and Mike are the only team to get rejected at Bikes, and then they bicker. With Eric and Rona at the detour, I did not know that a bamboo gun shooting range would be referred to as the Promised Land. Thanks to Rona actually communicating with us, we now know that Eric is Kiwi by birth, Australian by education, Tongan by heritage, and lives in the Philippines. 
That is quite the mix. It is. So actually, our ridiculous amount of guesses of Eric's biological makeup weren't that far from the truth. There's a little bit of everything we guessed. I wonder if he's cousins with that Tongan uh, flag bearer then. Yeah, you would think that. Maybe one episode, Eric is just going to take his shirt off and just wave it as if it were a flag. So racist, Logan. <laughs> Wasn't the Tongan flag bearer actually not from Tonga? No, he was originally from... I think he trained in Australia. Yeah, I, I think he was actually Australian by birth, but Tongan by his parentage. Because it's going to be like, well, who's who else is going to represent Tonga? Like, now Tonga is guaranteed to have to receive attention in all the subsequent Summer Olympics. True. I, th- I think most people only watch the opening ceremony to see who they can perv on. Yeah. But I actually like JK and Mike a lot more when they're bickering rather than just being irritating to me. When they're irritating to each other, it's a lot better. Yeah, that was quite the vicious fight. And I hope it gets much, much worse in the next few weeks. Yeah. You were getting to me. I'm really pissed off. You told me that I didn't expect you to be so bad at bikes. <laughs> Mike does not like being heckled by JK, evidently. No. And you know how I mentioned um, JK's elbow sleeve in the preview episode? Yes. I think I know why. I think it is one of those Big Brother style things where he's actually covering up his tattoos on his arm. Because at the top of his arm, he has the Chelsea football crest oh so he's a he's really like uh our isaac and william of the season with being a big fan of organized uh, soccer yeah i think he probably was told to cover up his sleeve because it had copyright images on hmm. that's my feeling on it. i'm just gonna get a bunch of tattoos with a bunch of logos and just see what happens my whole my arms would just be a complete blur what uh, whenever I'm on screen. What you need to do is sell your forehead sp- space on eBay, like that woman did about 10 years ago. Oh, when she had like a 7-up? Oh no, e- was, she did eBay. Another person had 7-up on, on their on their body. Yeah, it was a casino that ended up sponsoring her forehead for only about $10,000, I think. 10000 to sell your forehead. I couldn't do it. I would never do it. How much money would it take to sell your forehead? 100,000 US dollars. There we are. Any sponsors listening? I want Tim Hortons, if you're listening, I want Double Double and Logan's forehead by the end of the year. Pay him $100,000, please. Or, and it has to have Alan Wu's uh, face on my forehead too. On the, on the coffee cup. <laughs> that sounds like a fair factor task. <laughs> there, there was a fair factor task that was to get a tattoo of Joe Rogan's face on it. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was part of the the infamous episode, Tear Gas Leeches Oh My. What? I can't remember why it was controversial, but there was a two-part Fear Factor episode a few years ago that featured some sort of leech-related task where one member of the team had to eat ten leeches and someone else had to um, bathe in a bath of leeches. There was... Uh, one of those awful mental challenges where one member of each team was spun on a wheel and it landed on one of three things, which was being tear gassed, having every hair on your body plucked off, basically, or shaved. And the other option was one person had to get a Fear Factor tattoo and the other person had to get a tattoo of Joe Rogan's face. Oh my god, this is true. I just 
I just IMDB'd it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm right with the episode title. I think it's called something like Tear Gas Leeches Oh My. Yeah, Leeches and Shaved Heads and Tear Gas Oh My. <laughs> wow, I would never do that. Get me in my fear factor knowledge. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Because <laughs> I would not want to do any of those. <laughs> I'm very impressed that after like six years I can remember that episode title. It was four years, Michael. So that would have been during their revival of Fear Factor then? When they just brought it back for one season just to tear gas a few dating couples? Yeah, because I've seen a clip of the woman who ends up getting the really bad head shave and she's just like sobbing but then she had to have all her eyebrows plucked off and um, basically all visible hair on her body removed. That's actually the last two episodes they've ever done for Fear Factor was the two-part tear gas episode. Yeah, it was delayed for quite a while, I think. Seven or five months. I can't remember why it was delayed. It was delayed for some weird reason, though. I'm just looking at the the description of it. I'm very impressed that I managed to remember every single item. Yeah. Damn. I'm impressed at myself. Okay, JK. <laughs> this is a very weird tangent, even for us. Well, it's not a huge tangent. I mean... Alan Wu was a contestant on Fear Factor during one of the first couple of seasons. True. And getting back to Amazing Race Asia, Anita sort of egged on the teams at the detour when her and Tom were on the on the skis there. And then she looked back at the teams and said, wow, they're still there? I'm thinking, yes, Anita, people aren't as amazing as you and Tom on the skis and with shooting the bamboo gun. It did take them a bit more time. You didn't have to brag about it blatantly on camera. I think this episode cemented my preseason love of Tom and Anita as well. They were very fun this week. They should do that after every test where they just backtrack and be like, wow, you guys are still here doing this? I mean, we were done like an hour ago. I totally thought you guys would be like with us by now. I'm, I'm surprised that we're that much better than you. Well, thinking about it, actually, I quite like a lot of the teams left now. I like Yvonne and Chloe. I like Tom and Anita. I like Louisa and Treasury. I like Eric and Rona. Sort of indifferent on Vicky and Rachel, because I think that if they last long enough, they're going to be a complete irritating mess rather than a fun mess. Mm-hmm. I hope Vicky and Rachel will go soon for that reason, because then they can cement their legacy as a fun team with outrageous arguments as opposed to the team that grates on us throughout the season. Yeah, Perul and Maggie, I quite like as well, but I think if they do win, they're a little bit heavy-handed with the um, the reason for winning last week. The breadwinner? Yeah, I like them as a concept. Uh, Alex and Will, if they keep bumbling their way through, will probably get entertaining eventually. Then JK and Mike, yeah, whatever. And Brandon and Alpheus. They were the worst option of the bottom three for me to go, because I sort of half-liked them. But they're not a major loss. The youth are so disappointed. Uh, so, Alex and Will struggle at Biathlon, because yes, we are still talking about the detail. And then Brandon and Alphaeus get very, very lost on the way to the plantation. Yeah, it wasn't even that... Apparently the two locations weren't that far apart between the detour and the roadblock. Like, uh, Alan and Tara were both saying in their behind-the-scenes clip that they heard Brandon and Alphaeus were already in the area where the roadblock task was. So they assumed, oh, they're going to be first again and went back to back. And then they were just done to see them finish dead last and get passed by every single team. 
including Alex and Will, who were even messing up the detour too, and then JK and Mike, who walked five kilometers with their bicycle. I'm still not entirely sure how Brennan and Alphaeus managed to cock it up that much. They said they like put in the wrong road in their app or something like that, which is the probably one of a kind way to be eliminated because teams very rarely, other than selfie cams, get access to technology like this. Uh, Jake and Mike walk their bikes on the course the second time, which actually isn't a terrible idea if you're doing it on the first time, but it's so slow if you're doing it the second time. Five kilometers is a long way to ride alongside a bicycle on a rocky path. That would have taken them probably about an hour and a half just to do that bit. And considering they walked a good portion of their first lap, they must. I'm surprised it was daylight for all the teams. Well, I guess they did start at 6 a.m., but yeah, that would have been... That would have been a long task. So Alex and Will leave biathlon in eight, and Jake and Mike leave bikes in last. And once teams get to the tea plantation, it is the roadblock, the first roadblock of the season, which is who likes a good character. And in this roadblock, one team member must search around a marked area of the plantation for a traditional puppet called a Wyan Golek, which they can then exchange for the next clue. You know who wants to be uh, doing this roadblock? is whoever uh, chose to cast uh, Gino and Jesse for Amazing Race Canada. Because clearly they don't appreciate a good character. No, true. And it is Chloe, Anita, Louisa, Eric, Vicky, Maggie, Alex, JK, and Alphaeus doing this roadblock. And when you were asking me about if any teams have ever gone first to worst, and the team who, who started the first leg in last had gone back to first, we were very close with... Um, with Gino and Jesse from going first to worst. They were alarmingly close, and we were so unlucky not to lose them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they can't do any leg that's outside of Canada. They went first to ten, and it was only Susan and Sean being even worse that actually saved them. Yeah. And Tom and Anita and Louisa and Treasury both missed the original clue box for the robot, which then makes Yvonne and Chloe leaving first. And teams must now continue down the path in the plantation to find the pit stop for this leg of the race. The last team to check in may be eliminated. I'm so proud of you! That sounds like one of your previous impressions, and I can't remember which one for the life of me. <laughs> Probably Deputy Minister Patana. <laughs> Go! <laughs> I, can't, I can't do very good impressions of these racers, clearly. <laughs> That's even better, though. <laughs> I like it when you do terrible impressions. I'm sorry, La. <laughs> it's one of the things I'm looking forward to most when you come over for Christmas, because my granddad's going to ply you with alcohol and you're going to do inappropriate impressions. Masaki! Masaki, La! <laughs> that, that's how I'm um, I'm assuming it's going to go down, at least. I've actually thought with uh, when JK apologized to Mike saying, I'm sorry, La, I'm thinking, huh. JK must be uh, Singaporean-Canadian. He apologized, but also threw in the traditional uh, friend word that you throw at the end of each statement. So Yvonne and Chloe are the first team to check in, and they win... Nothing! Absolutely nothing! Stupid! You're so stupid! Absolutely wookall. Or wookall. They were shot out of luck. They certainly were, because for the first time in a long time, there's no prize for the winners of this leg. We need to insert the Karate Master from UHF with the, you've won absolutely nothing, into this clip so that it's not some 
terribly racist. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like I'm racist. There's actually faces. So it actually, yeah, that's my impression of Alan Wu. <laughs> I might have to just keep it in for you being horrendously racist. No, I was referencing the movie UHF. I know that quote verbatim. Backpedaling, Logan, backpedaling. No, I intentionally <laughs> reference that because it's my one of my favorite clips that I reference whenever somebody has that happen to them. I kind of want to just keep including uh, really quite racist things that you accidentally say. No, I'm not that. I'm not that person, Michael. This might be a fun running joke for um, for the podcast this year. <laughs> Logan's accidental racism. It's a complete coincidence that the Karate Master from UHF popped into my head for Amazing Race Asia. Complete coincidence. He was also in one of my other favorite films uh, that John Hughes made. He was in Sixteen Candles. You know, the movie with Molly Ringwald and uh, that other guy. And did that win any Oscars? No, but it won an Allen. Come on. <laughs> correct answer was no, it won nothing! Oh. <laughs> So, Tom and Anita leave in second, and Louisa and Treasury leave in third. And oh, we need to backpedal to Yvonne and Chloe at the pit stop, though, because not only do they win nothing, but on the way running in, they say, I can smell Alan, which, again, is another slight to uh, Tara not being mentioned at all, and everyone only being excited about Alan Wu. But I'm thinking, what does Alan Wu smell is, of? Yeah, how, do, how strong is Alan Wu's deodorant that... Him, several hundreds of yards away, is a stronger smell than a freaking tea plantation. Yeah, what do you think Helen Wu smells of? Oh, man. Success? Uh, he smells of success, yes. Um, Joe Rogan? Great success. He also smells like daisies. Um, chlorine from all the time he spends in that Sentosa wave house. Maybe he smells like eggplant. That's kind of a random thing. He smells of chili crab because he lives in Singapore. Yes, or and, the, and he smells of those ice cream sandwiches too. Those Singapore type. He smells like Singaporean ice cream sandwiches, and he's going to be releasing his own line of cologne, where it's going to be Singa Alan Singaporean or something like that, and it just smells like ice cream. And that the tagline is going to be like it's 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 uh, so sweet or something like that. I cannot wait for one of the hints of this podcast to be, what does Alan Wu smell of? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Tom and Anita checking in second with Louisa and Treasury in third, Eric and Rona in fourth, Vicky and Rachel in fifth, Perul and Maggie in sixth, Alex and Will in seventh, and JK and Mike in eighth, leaving Brandon and Alpheus, who got horrendously lost somehow, in last, and they are eliminated from the race. When... Brandon Alphaeus realized how much into the wrong direction they had gone. I think Alphaeus broke the record for the highest number of F-bombs uttered in a single scene. It was just, the censors were just going like crazy. Who'd have thought that Brandon and Alphaeus were the ones with the biggest potty mouths of the season? I thought they were supposed to be an example for youth, Michael. Exactly. I'm so disappointed. They've let me down, they've let themselves down. They let Wu down. Alan and Tara down. They both thought they were going to be winning every single leg and being this prime motivator for the youth and the millennials of, of Asia. The, the newer tribe, I think you'll find. 
yes, the vanilla tribe from the current season of Survivor of Millennials versus Gen X. But Brian and Alphaeus, there's a reason why they weren't on the vanilla tribe to begin with. No, they're, they're more Ikabula. Ikabula. I love how the how there's a tribe called Ikabula and Survivor in a season with a contestant who's a writer for Family Guy. Maybe that was deliberate. Yeah, Ikabula, Hikadula. I can't wait for Hikadula to be the fourth tribe. That'll probably be the merge name. If David has anything to say about it, it will be. <laughs> yes. And Maggie, uh, when Perul and Maggie were uh, at the roadblock, I love Maggie's uh, or Perul's commentary on how Maggie would perform. She even used other Trump language referring to Maggie as uh, saying it would be a complete freaking disaster. And then, of course, we get the Perul correctly guessing exactly what Maggie would be saying. And then Maggie being like, what is it? Where is it? I sound I must sound like a crazy person right now. I love that it's very rare that we get one of those scenes where someone is talking about their partner and their partner can then just overhear it and, and criticize them. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, just be in that state of, yeah, they're probably just hating themselves right now and going crazy, and then the person actually says, I'm going crazy, I'm going crazy in this tea plantation. So, next time... Oh, we, I'm not... We, there's still more... I think there's still more funny moments. Okay, keep going then. When JK and Mike, after a day of Mike being absolutely pissed off with JK... JK comes up with the most annoying theme song when they check into the pit stop. <laughs> when he's just like, dang, 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 dang. <laughs> I love how we basically didn't mention JK and Mike last week, apart from saying that they're awful, and now we're just talking about them all the time. <laughs> Maybe this is what they wanted when they commented on our post last week. Oh, now they're attention whores? No. But they... But it's tough to not talk about them this week just because of how much Mike got annoyed by JK. How much of a mess they were. Exactly. And JK even threw in the terrible pun of saying that by the end of this, like, that he feels like he'll be walking on eggshells around Mike after that egg bicycle task. Eggshells? Really, JK? Eggshells? Uh -huh. With Alex and Will, they also... They don't know what the game of rock, paper, scissors is called. They refer to it as scissor, scissors, paper, stone. Yeah, some people do refer to it as scissor, paper, stone for some reason. Well, they're wrong, okay? It, yeah. It's, it's rock, paper, scissors. Or if you're playing Mario Party, it's rock, paper, Mario. It is indeed rock, paper, scissors. It really, really annoys me. Yeah, not scissors, paper, stone. They're, they're, they're even messing up with the order that the items are in. I think American Big Brother has messed with the order before when they talked about rock, paper, scissors. Well, that's because Americans are dumb. I, I remember getting rather annoyed at that happening. And I think, just give me one second, I thought there was like one more funny thing. Oh, with Rachel coaching Vicky at the roadblock as well. With her lounging, lounging back and there's this one screenshot in the confessional where she's just absolutely smiling. And Vicky has the most irritated look on his face as if he just spent a full day with JK. Well, I think anyone would have that look on their face if they had just spent a day with JK. And then, uh, let's see, Perul refers to Maggie as having a skinny ass, which I don't know how that made it onto air. Maybe Maggie has anorexia, we don't know. Uh, she was carrying a, a donkey, okay? 
Get your mind right. out, out of the gutter, Logan. Okay, so the, of course, wonder, wonderful Indonesian donkeys. Yeah. I can't wait for that by the end of the season. Uh, oh, yes, Tara referring to the pit stop as wonderful Indonesia. I swear that's going to be trademarked by the end of the season. Um, of course, Alex and Will checking into the pit stop in seventh and referring to their performance as being the biggest satisfaction ever. I think that's exactly what their girlfriends also refer to Alex and Will when they're hanging around them. You really uh, have a mind for dirty jokes, though, don't you? Because <laughs> I think that one of your um, your jokes in your blog this week may have been the dirtiest one you've ever done. That's as far as I would go with the with the dirty joke, though. It's you you have to use them sparingly. I genuinely don't think I've seen you do that dirty a joke for a long time. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a joke about pornography to be in one of your Tostorian books. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, just the oh the showdown at the end between J.K. and Mike and Brandon Alpheus. How how it's supposed to be this big showdown to scramble to get to the pit stop mat, and then Brandon and Alpheus are sprinting. While J.K. and Mike are probably moving slower than Stephen Dave, the air traffic controller, someone from The Amazing Race 4. And then J.K. and Mike still finishing ahead of Brandon Alpheus. So, next time, teams face an abseil. Tom can't control Oh, oh and, and... Am I ever going to add to get this next time preview? <laughs> it's, it's close. With J.K. and Mike, when they check into the pit stop, uh, the first thing J.K. says is, Jesus Christ, we're still in. And the first thing I said when J.K. checked in the, into the pit stop was, "Jesus Christ, That's they're good. still in." But <laughs> <laughs> great mind. But seriously, though, all all eight, all eight teams left in this season, no one's really been a dud for a character. This is a fairly likable cast all around. This is just a bad bunch of bad jokes on my part. I think. We're much more bullish about this cast than they were than we were last week. Yes, they are starting to emerge. I mean, I wish there was more diversity, but what are you going to do? It's Amazing Race Asia. If you're not on TV or a, or so or in social media somehow, apparently you have no chance of being cast. And if you do end up being cast, there's ju- you're just going to be eliminated at the starting line. In fact, um, Lisa and Nicole were brought back, there's an unaired revival pass, they were brought back at the start of this episode, and the last team to uh, to uh, find the Grab app in their clue off of a wall of a thousand clues was going to be eliminated, and unfortunately, Lisa and Nicole were eliminated again right at the start of this leg. It just, it just didn't make it onto TV. Have you seen their audition video? No, I have not. It's been doing the rounds this week. It's actually very good. We really, really missed out on a lot with them. So there's one. So they they probably had their eleven social media teams all locked in, and then Lisa and Nicole just managed to bump one team off that list. Yeah, that it's a great video actually. Okay, I'll have to check it out. And this leg, I believe, is the first time ever where a team goes from first to last. While simultaneously a team goes from last to first. I can co-sign that now that I've checked all 60-odd seasons. That's crazy. It is. 
complete swap that makes things very unpredictable except other than Alex and Will probably going sooner rather than later but still it makes things unpredictable after 69 seasons we are still getting firsts yeah yes we are yes this is season 69 lol so any last thoughts on Brandon Alpheus the or as Tara referred to them in both of her behind-the-scenes clips as the double threats. I think they had a lot of wasted potential. They were they were sent home by Jakarta's traffic more than anything, as were Ray and Kaiji. But I don't think they're a massive loss to the season overall. They're probably my favourite of the bottom three teams, but that's not saying much. And the more I think about it, the more I actually quite like Alex and Will. So it was a good save on their part. They're, they're a good, good second boot but I don't think they'd have been anything special. You don't think he would have been the alpha dog? No, I think he is more of a beta male than an Alphaeus male. Ah. Well, not until you play chess against him, then then he'll be the the alpha dog. He swore more than the movie Alpha Dogs, too. He did. I'm pleasantly surprised at how much swearing they can get away with. Yeah, especially when JK's like, oh, either we pee in a bottle or I shit my pants. It's like, whoa! Well, that just made it onto Asian television. Hilarious. So, next time, teams face an abseil, Tom can't control a cyclo, and someone finally hits Mike in the face. <laughs> oh. oh, man. See, that's why I was waiting to get to the next time thing. I was waiting to be able to do that joke, and you kept interrupting me every damn time. Yeah, well, we, we still had to cover this episode properly, and the next time preview also referenced the Mason Race 26 with Alan outright saying that Murphy's Law comes into play. So maybe we'll get a cameo from the new kids on the block team that was in season 26. Would anyone be able to pick them out of a lineup? Probably not. No, 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 we wouldn't. But still, though. And uh, also one thing that wasn't mentioned in the preview is the fact that they are going to Malaysia. No more wonderful Indonesia for a while? Nope, we have... As far as I know, five international legs now, and then three in Indonesia at the end. More international travel than Amazing Race Canada. Certainly is. I believe the routes, well, the next two legs, I'm pretty sure, are Malaysia and then Singapore, you'd think. Yeah. wonder if there's going to be any Caltex gas stations. Are those still around? Yes, they are, actually, because I saw some in Singapore last year. Oh, man. That's, a, that's one way to get teams to refuel. So, what were your thoughts on Brandon and Alphaeus? Eh, similar thought, yeah. I mean, they weren't the most dynamic of teams, but they were surprised to see win the first leg, and then they did very well, except for that one blunder, which in a season where it seems like legs are going to be having teams fairly close together, that you can't really make a mistake like that. It's, It's definitely an unprecedented way to go out, though, as I was saying earlier, that it's them punching in the wrong road that sent them home. Eliminated by an app. Yes. Eliminated by an app. Almost, it's right up there with uh, with CJ and Libby being uh, eliminated by a selfie. What about the team from Amazing Race Philippines who were eliminated by ringing home? Oh yeah, there's that too where they got the, tw- it was a 24 hour penalty for calling home, right? Yep. Hopefully uh, the Filipino teams from this season watch that and will not make that same mistake. So is there anything else to say about this episode? Much, much, much better than that atrocious first episode. I feel like we I feel like we have the season now. And it, it seems like all the teams are fairly even skill level, so 
it should be fun to watch play out. As a very knowledgeable Tar fan said earlier, this is the Amazing Race Asia I wanted to see. Yeah. That's you. I was following your tweets. (laughs) I was editing Hunted earlier and uh, following along with your tweets because I watched Amazing Race Asia last night. Right. So, thank you for listening to this UR Team Number podcast. You can join us next weekend for more Amazing Race Asia recaps. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, on our own Twitter pages, MJ Hamster for me, and Log Super Quacky for Logan. See you next week. Tune in next week for our next podcast, La. And see what's in the box! <sighs> Nothing! Absolutely nothing! Stupid! You're so stupid!